Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford. Go further. ARS. Clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes. Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. You know, I said last week there's no such thing as an ugly win. <laughs> I still believe it. But these weird these wins are just weird, man. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Finding different ways to win. And yep. I have to say though, you know, that was really superfluous what Colorado State did there at the end. They didn't need they just could have clocked it. They could have just uh, set it up operationally, give Camper. Now they did get it set up and we saw you the know, replay. Okay, you know what? I wanna yeah, I'm glad you bring this up, too, because we just watched the replay during the break. Now, as messy and weird as it was, they did have about three or four seconds for everybody to get settled in. And so everybody's going to get after this coaching staff, and probably for good reason, but Camper had enough time to get settled in, line it up, and kick it, and he missed it badly to the left. Now, who's to say if they ground it and, and uh, you know, they bring him in and he's a little bit more settled, but... You had time. He was settled in a little bit. They had time to calm down a little bit. So, again, it would look like uh, Keystone Cops there for a little bit, but at about the five-second mark, because remember, the officials took a long time to start the clock. I'd really like to go back and see that because it it looked like they spent, you know, four or five seconds before they wound the clock. And we, we saw it earlier in the drive, too. As you recall, they didn't yes. start the clock earlier with about 30 seconds to go. And so operationally, still, though, if you're the quarterback right there, you tell coach, hey, let me spike it. You just take control as a quarterback and say, I'm going to spike it, get everybody settled, because you could have run one more play, actually. Yeah, absolutely. At that point. Yeah. You know? But as it was, they rushed the kicker out there, but he had it all set up. They had it operationally ready to go and uh, just pulled it to the left. After making a 40-yarder earlier in the game in that third quarter, uh, you know, he was had a chance to, to win this thing for Colorado State. As it is, Utah State, you're right. No such thing as an ugly win. Five and two. Take it. Three and one in conference. Take it. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, you got Hawaii coming in next week, a chance to get to bowl eligibility after going one and five a year ago and everybody thinking maybe two or three wins this year. Utah State now three and one in the league and five and two overall. Man of the night tonight, four for four for field goals, including what would eventually be the game winner. Connor Coles, kind enough to join us. Connor, thanks for joining us, man. Congratulations on the game. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So um, there had been some struggles over the last couple weeks, and I know Coach had said we're going to stand by him. We know he's a great kicker. He's won games for us before. He'll win games for us again. What did you do to get right going into this game? Because you were perfect, uh, not just four for four, but uh, 14 points scored overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah, coming off of UNLV, uh, you know, you mentioned I, I didn't have anywhere close to the game that I wanted to. And um, my preparation, you know, I, I, I prepare the same way every week. I give a lot of credit to the to my teammates and my coaches for standing with me after UNLV and uh, supporting me and letting me know that they have my back. And that made it easy to put that behind me and focus on, on this game. So that's what I did. And I got to believe, Connor, that uh, you've got a bunch of teammates out there that are probably putting their arm around you all week long saying, hey, you're going to get another chance. And your coach even said it this week, 
we're going to need Connor somewhere down the stretch, and, and you needed all four of those field goals and your two extra points. As a matter of fact, those two extra points are the difference here tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, you know, uh, I thought I thought the team played great, you know, and uh, we weren't able to convert on a few of those red zones that I'm that we wanted to, and I'm sure that down the line we'll have more. I'll have more extra points and less field goals. Yeah, I know. I know you want to kick extra points, uh, but the field goals were certainly nice too. And I want to go through because every kick I know is pressure. Every kick is important. Uh, but when and we didn't know Colorado State would go down and kick a touchdown. We really felt like, look, you're up six. You make that field goal. It's a it's a nine point game. It's a two possession game. And you split it through the uprights. Talk us through what it's like in those kind of moments when you know the weight of the world really is coming down on you a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I really, uh, you know, I try to, you know, I leave the situation on the sideline. And when I got on the field, it's just another field goal when I'm taking my steps. I've done it so many times that it's easy to kind of just get in the moment and, uh, you know, let all the pressures and outside uh, things uh, surrounding the kick and just just hit my field goal so do you do anything different in your preparation this week uh, whether that's uh, you know getting the ball up in the air a little bit more or anything else? did you do anything different or it was just normal week for you um well yeah i had was i was having in earlier games this season i was having a little bit of trouble with my height on the ball and uh going into UNLV, i was think i was being really technical and analyzing a lot of my film and trying to really figure out what i was doing wrong and uh I think I got a little bit too focused in on like the fine details, and this week I just told myself to relax and kick the ball. I know that I, you know, I have plenty of leg for it, and uh, so yeah, that was the main thing was just to stop thinking so much and just relax and and hit my ball. Coach mentioned that there's really not a guy on staff that's a kicker or has any experience of being a kicker, and and they mentioned that that you've got a uh, kind of a kicking coach that you use a little bit to help you out. Talk about what he does for you and, and kind of that relationship. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I work with uh, Brian Egan and uh, Mike McCabe with one-on-one -on -one kicking, and uh, in May I go down there every summer and spend about a month with him. I uh, with Brian, and I actually I live I stay in his house, and we just uh, we spend that month of uh, of May just uh, kicking and <laughs> and training, and uh, and uh, then I just come back, and then I'm back to summer workouts and everything like that. But going down there to get that you know, professional training for that, uh, those few weeks in the summer is, you know, really helpful. That's when I kind of try to make my adjustments because you don't want to be trying to change a lot of things with your form, you know, when you're competing. And so I make all my adjustments, uh, at the start of the summer there. And then I have the whole summer to train and get, you know, more comfortable with them and consistent with the changes I want to make. And, uh, yeah, one-on-one -on -one kicking, uh, yeah, they're the best in the business. They, they've taught me a lot and really helped me uh, get my ball to where it needs to be. So, Connor, I want to ask you, because uh, you've been in, in situations where uh, put yourself on the other sideline with that, you know, 11 seconds to go. Um, curious the operation of what you're ta taught or what you're told in terms of with no timeouts, how long it takes for you to operationally get set up for a kick. To, to get a, a game winner like they had a chance to get tonight. Is that something that you guys practice, and how much time is really needed for that? Yeah, um, man, uh, time on the clock, I'm not I, – I wouldn't be the best guy to ask for, like, when – like, how much time we need. I just know – we practice, it's, we call it May Day, and it, where it's where we sprint out, and I don't have time in that situation to take my steps, so we just go right out and then snap the ball on the whistle. And uh, we practice that every week. It's uh, – 
on days that we have that we're kicking four field goals, I think Coach Anderson gets a little tired of waiting for the field goals by the last one, so he calls a mayday. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so we get we get about one a week, and so yeah, we're always practicing different situations to make sure we're ready for, you know, whatever arises. Well, you have the tiebreaker now against Air Force. You have the tiebreaker against Colorado State. Boise's already got a couple losses in the conference. This was a big, big win for this team. Um, you have the inside track, but still a lot of work to be done. But five and two after last season, uh, and what the things you guys went through last year—that's got to feel really good in that locker room. I got to imagine that was a that was a fun place after this game was over. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, it's I'm so glad to you know the guys that have that stayed with the team and stuck it out and have been working so hard all off season and you know I'm, I don't do the, as much running as the rest of these guys but I just see how hard everyone has been working and after last season I you know everyone that stayed here has been hungry and has been so determined just to give everything they have and I think that we just because uh, of our last season was so terrible we were so hungry and works trained so hard this summer um, you see us taking it to the fourth quarter with a lot of teams I think a lot of that comes down to us how hard we train and how bad we want it this year. Connor, really happy for you. Congratulations. Uh, I know it's been a difficult couple of weeks, and for you to play the way you did tonight, I'm sure is great for you and your family, and, and that is awesome, man. Couldn't be happier for you. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. Connor Coles, four for four tonight, a couple extra points, 14 points, career high for him. Utah State gets the, gets the win. 45, 30, 42, 34, 4 for 4 for that young man, bouncing back from an 0, 0 for 3 a week ago. And you're right, needed every single one of those. And uh, you do, you feel good for him that uh, he was able to bounce back. And you know what? We didn't think it might come the very next game that we would need Connor Coles, as Coach Anderson told you earlier in the week. But certainly they did here tonight, and he was ready for it. Ma Michael and Juan, you kind enough to join us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield, 26, 24. Michael, uh, you guys don't seem to make it easy on everybody, do you? But, hey, wins are wins, man. You'll take it. Congratulations on this one. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Talk us through uh, that last drive. Talk us through that second half. Um, for the most part, you played great. Uh, you did give up the late touchdown and then uh, the late drive, but there never seems to be any panic. Talk, talk us through the second half and, and how this thing played out. Um, I think it was more just uh, – we just needed to lock in a little bit uh, late down the stretch. Um, we're kind of playing a little more zone, and we wanted them to try to run the ball. And um, they made some plays down the stretch, and but we finished it off. I'm, um, I'm proud of the guys that went in there and got it done. Um, as a defense, um, we're never satisfied. We're always trying to get better. We're very critical in film all week. So I'm pretty sure we'll be the same here. And, um, I mean, we got to do better, uh, especially in the second half. I think we did a great job in the first half. Um, but in the second half, we definitely have to do better. But um, I think we did a good job. And, Michael, I, I believe that uh, – I don't know if you got to play in the second half. Are, are you healthy? What what happened there? I just had a, a, a little – I got the wind knocked out of me, and I had a little bicep uh, a little bicep injury. But I'll be just fine. Um, uh, I just wasn't able to play just because of the strength wasn't 100%. And um, that's about it. But I'll be good. Um, nothing to worry about at all. Talk us through the, uh, the kick fumble recovery. And I believe – did, did you force the fumble in that first half as well? I think you may have forced that fumble as well. Talk yes, us sir. through those yes, plays. So um, we talked all, talk all all summer, all spring about um, our job as corners. Um, and on that play, I just I, you know, I just hear Coach Banda telling his corners all the time, corners set edges, and that's what we do in this defense. And we always set edges. So 
when we get run to our side, I mean, we got to help our brothers out. They were getting reach blocks, so I knew I had to set an edge, and I went in there and made a play. On that kickoff, was that kind of a plan? Did you see? Did you guys kind of see an open area there for him to kind of uh, drop that ball in? Yes, sir. We saw um, we saw their front line and their uh, fullbacks leaving a little early, so we saw a great, good opportunity before half to get a sky return and get us in good position to kick a field goal. And uh, Coach P, he timed it up perfectly. He called it, and I just executed. All right, so I I want this is why I love talking to you guys because there. You know, the average person doesn't get experience what you guys get experience on the field. So you're trucking yes, down sir. the field. You see that ball just die at, like, the 24-yard line. And you know you've got another ram that's edging for it as well. And that just comes down to what? Who wants it more at that point? Absolutely. Um, we talk about um, on our team, we, we call it get on the grenade. Get on the grenade first. Get on the grenade before they do. And that's what we always talk about. And um, in film, uh, our defensive staff especially, every time a ball's on the ground, he'll pause it. And whoever gets on the ball on the ground first is usually whoever comes up with it. So in my mind, I'm running down there. I see someone trying to block me, but I see the ball on the ground. All I think of is get on the ground first. Get on that grenade before they do. And I did. So, Michael, I just want to get your opinion on this uh, this offensive line and this running back. I mean, you, you go against this, – this conference is loaded with unbelievable talent at running back. I mean, last week against Charles Williams – uh, you know, not not the same kind of size as as you see with Bailey, but uh, talk about how tough it is going against week after week against these tough offensive fronts and and these big time running backs. Uh, it's it's really tough. You know, um, a lot of these uh, schools just like last week and this week it was tough on the ground. And um, for us, for I know for us as the back end, um, we're we're definitely in on the run game. We we all. Put all twelve, uh, all eleven of us, and we put our hands together, and we get on the, in on the run game. And when when there when there's a run, when somebody's filling the hole, we need to we need to be there. And um, we always talk about playing for each other, and I feel like um, we do that. I mean, lay down in the stretch, or sometimes when the ball spits out, we need to be there. And we I mean, we put a big emphasis on tackling in our defense. So I mean, we're all ready for it, and we all take on the challenge. Well, Michael, we appreciate your time. Get healthy, and uh, you got a big one coming up against Hawaii. i got to imagine you guys are going to enjoy the extra day off. Yes, sir, absolutely. Thank you very much. you got to thank you. Michael and Wanyu, kind enough to join us. Uh, Aggies get the win, 26-24. coming up. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is one of the – I don't know what it is about this rivalry with Colorado State. And you know what I'm really excited about is that they're going to stay in the conference. Because this is really a good rivalry game. They might want to leave after this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, they, a couple of weeks ago, rumored to be leaving for the, the American Conference, and uh, they stick with it here. And, uh, boy, this game every single year seems to come down to these kinds of finishes. So tonight, Derek Wright, two catches, 63 yards, and two touchdowns. And he joins us right now. Derek, how you doing, man? Uh, I am doing good. How about you? <laughs> doing all right. You kind of sound like we all feel, man. That was uh, – that you guys just find weird, bizarre, crazy ways, but at the end of the day, you get the win, man. You're five and two. Congrats. Yeah, it's taken 15 years off of my life <laughs> up to this point, but we'll take the wins if we can get them. Hey, what does it say about this team, though, that uh, you're finding different ways to win? And uh, you know that you know a little bit of luck, uh, you know the way that that thing fin finished tonight. But uh, you guys are sticking with it and making enough plays to get these W's. Yeah, I think the most positive thing to look at right now this far in the season is that we still haven't pieced everything together. You know, this game, for the first time all season, we had the lead going into halftime. That's 
hasn't been the case yet once this season. Problem is, is we didn't have as strong as the second half as we have in the past. And so I think we'll be really scary and, you know, really good once we can figure out how to put all the, put, put two halves together and play football like we, uh, like we know how. The uh, the fact that you're still winning games and still yet to put a complete game together, as you mentioned, this team could be certainly really, really scary. But you're over there on the sidelines watching all the melee go over with Colorado State trying to get the field goal unit. What's what's going through your mind as you're watching that? Yeah, I was confused. I was scared. I was nervous. I was everything. I was feeling all the emotions. I don't know what was really going on out there on the field. Um, some people knew that the field goal team was coming out, some didn't. Um, but at the end of the day, it seemed like they were taking forever to start the clock also. And then, yeah, just watching from my angle, it looked good. The field goal looked good 95% of the time. And very end, it just kind of tailed off and I was able to breathe again. So Derek, talk a little bit about, uh, about your, your touchdowns in that first half. Uh, the first one, uh, it looked like, I, I believe, did they jump off on that first one? I think that's where you got a free play. Uh, the first one was um, they the jumped down. off they, they jumped off the play, the snap before that, and we got a pass interference and then came back the very next play and threw it deep again. And then the second one, they jumped off sides. It looked like that uh, as you're getting in position, you see the ball's coming. It appeared to us up here, it looked like you slowed just a little bit. Uh, it made the defender kind of run up on you, and then you were able to separate at the end to make the catch. Is that is that what you felt as well? Yeah, I, I mean, I was able to see kind of the trajectory that the ball was coming in, and I just knew that um, with where the DB was, I could catch it, you know, out on my outside shoulder. So I just kind of tried to make sure he stayed inside, and then I knew at the very last second I'd be able to fade away. Um I was nervous because as I caught the ball and looked down, I I knew that my feet were really, really close. And so I kind of just sat there waiting for the ref to, do, you know, put up the signal, and finally he did. So I was happy that that worked out. Extra day of rest, I got to imagine, is good for this team. You got Hawaii coming up. But, I mean, and look, obviously there's still five games to be played. There's a lot to, a lot to happen here. But – but you've got the tiebreaker against Colorado State. You've got the tiebreaker against Air Force. Boise's already got a couple losses in conference. Um, you know that y- you control your own destiny at this point. It's got to be a good feeling for this team. Yeah, like you said, this you know this weekend of rest is going to be very huge for our team. Um, we've got a couple guys that got banged up tonight and that have been banged up in the past that you know are going to look forward to having a couple extra days to get ready for Hawaii. Um, and you know we just got to you know, take this one game at a time right now and, you know, make sure that we get better every single game. And hopefully by the end of the season, we can figure out how to put a complete game together and and uh, not have all these close calls anymore. I'm curious, Derek, uh, it looked like in that, especially in the fourth quarter, they, they really crowded the box. They they tried to man press cover you guys. And what What is the philosophy and, and what's your technique to beat man press? Every corner – and you know db coach out there you know teach it different play it different um and so we that's kind of something you know watching film throughout the week that we have to game plan and learn how to attack them learn you know the best way to attack each corner their weaknesses and um 
at the end of the day, you know, our receivers coach, Coach Cephalo, does a great job, you know, preparing us all week for those moments. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, they just believe in us at, at times to uh, win one-on-one and, and uh, go make a play. Well, Derek, man, congratulations on the win. You guys uh, keep everybody entertained. You keep uh, pharmacies in business with heart <laughs> medication, and uh, you guys are doing one heck of a job, man. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it, Derek Wright, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. <laughs> if he's aged at 22, he aged 15 years. What does that make us? I don't know, man. I might, be, might retire after this. <laughs> AARP is calling after this one. You know, you look at the stats, Scotty, 4 of 18 on third down conversions, 13 TFLs for Colorado State, yeah. uh, eight sacks, and you still find a way. It's just remarkable. Well, you can win games in all different kinds of ways, and this Utah State team is proving that, 5-2 and two on the season, and the head coach of the Aggies, Blake Anderson, joining us right now. Coach, every week we're like, wow, can you top that? <laughs> and every week after you find a way to top it. Congrats on the win. That is unbelievable. Thank you very much. That's just, they're killing me. Um, a lot of really, really good things. I, I heard you guys talking. We we knew their we knew their defense was really good. There's a reason they're ranked in the top ten, and it showed, and they beat us up in a lot of areas. But, you know, we, we found ways to move it a little bit. We we should have been up another touchdown. You know, the, the, the reverse pass. We lined up. We just absolutely lined up wrong, and 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 that would have that would have I thought thought give us a little bit of, a little bit of wiggle room. But uh, man, these guys they just keep playing. They just keep playing. We figure it out. As ugly as it may be, sometimes we figure it out. So I got to ask you, Coach, uh, um, and and maybe we'll we'll hold the question and and operationally how you 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 finish a game like that. But uh, there were so many plays in this game that you know it looked like it, as you got the the retur- the uh, the fumble, the kickoff recovery right yeah. before the half, looked like uh, you know Brandon Bowling drops a pass. It might have scored on it, and then yet in the fourth quarter he comes up with a big time third down catch. Um, just I just marvel at these kids, their willingness to stick with it enough to make just one more play. And and I know we've talked about it over and over again, but it's just something that's being inbred into this this squad. It's amazing to watch. Well, I've been with Brandon Bowling since he was 17 years old. I think he's about 28 now. I don't know how old he is. He's played forever. He just doesn't drop the ball, and 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 he's super hard on himself. It's funny that you say that because we were coming out at halftime. I gave him hard. I said, "You drop, you drop a cross around." He looked at me. You know, he just had that look on his face. He's like, "You know, I know, coach." I said, "That's all right. You're gonna make a, you're gonna make a big one this half." And and he actually dropped another little easy one. And then made the toughest catch maybe of the night. So uh, proud of of how our guys just continue to fight and and they keep lifting. I mean, Connor Coles, man, he couldn't make anything yeah. last week. Didn't make a, did not make a field goal on Tuesday at practice. Missed four straight. But our guys just lift him up and and just encourage him and love on him. And then he goes out tonight. And he's a stud. So I think we talked about it in the locker room. Yeah, I'm proud of the win. Obviously, love the fact that we were finding a ways, but the just the culture we're building and the and the way these guys love on each other and pull for each other and and got each other's back. I mean, that's that's even more important than what we're doing on the field in a lot of cases. Yeah, we we're. I, I was going to bring up Connor Coles. Really proud of him and the perseverance and and especially when it's a six point game and and uh, and look, Colorado State go down and score a touchdown, but. But they to make it a two possession game to win the game, 
he just splits the uprights on that thing and in his pressure packed moment of of any kick he's ever had in his career and no big deal goes out there and gets it done and and i'd like the fact he brought up the fact that it's his teammates boying him up and and your belief in him i loved you meeting him at the sideline or almost at midfield when he made the first kick it's just a great vibe with this team yeah just um really it's it, it everybody's got to pull you know everybody's got to pull and 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 support each other and, and it showed big tonight the great thing about him i thought his attitude was amazing all night he i turned to him a couple times during drives and he looked at me as coach i got it i, I got it i'm good and, and i he did an amazing job never wavered very calm all night long technique was really good and even a couple smiles on his face but uh it's uh it's fun to watch guys you know really really help lift each other up and, and it, it means a lot i don't think it's kind of hard to calculate and really kind of measure, but when you got your guys on the sideline lifting you up, it just it just gives you that that boost that you need. It's fun to watch. So I got to ask you about the, those final few seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys practice it all the time. I, I, I first of all it felt like the official took forever to wind the clock after the the, the catch with about 11 seconds to go. Second, uh, we were mesmerized, but they didn't come up and clock it. And they run the, the 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 kick unit out there. How do you practice that? What's your philosophy? I I, I imagine you got to clock it right there and, and give your kicking unit a chance to get out of the field. But curious how you practice that. Yeah, we 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 obviously would have have killed the ball anytime out anytime you're outside of three seconds, you can kill it, and without an issue. Uh, I think they were trying to do so, but there was clearly some miscommunication because they had they had field goal personnel running on the field and, and that's where the issue came I, I do think they got the benefit of a lot of extra time on the oh, clock yeah, they did. It, it should have run off I mean it, it should have run off and I looked at it at 11 and they still don't know what personnel they got on the field I'm shocked that that yeah. it didn't run uh, so there was clearly some th- something going on there but I think they intended to spike it and and just somewhere along the sideline you know, somebody somebody made a call, or some some communication didn't happen the way I'm sure the head coach wanted it to. And, and I mean, somebody have to ask him that. But they ended up with a bunch of people on the field, and it really put them at a standstill. And I don't think they had another choice. They end up I mean, they end up having to go to kick the field goal. They barely got it off as it was. So uh, we we benefited from uh, some sloppiness there and on their part. But we uh, we gave them plenty of sloppiness during the game too. So it was uh, it was payback maybe for some of the stuff we did poorly early in the game. Well, included in that was uh, it looked like from our vantage point that a a kick catch interference was. <laughs> you don't have to comment <laughs> any further said. on that. Yep. Enough said. So there's that you know it evens itself out along the course of the game, and when you see that thing go sailing wide left, then what's the emotion at that point? I almost had a heart attack right there on the 30-yard line, to be honest with you. I, it happened so fast. It's almost like, is it, was it real? Was was there a flag? Did it actually happen? So it, it just happened so fast. It's a blur. Um, I'm glad I didn't call a timeout. I was I was concerned that maybe I needed to. Um, but uh, luckily we, you know, a little breeze and pulled kick. We, we survived by by a hair. Well, Coach, uh, congrats on the win, 5-2. and two. How important is this extra day off? Because this was a physical fight out there tonight. Yeah, we got we got beat up pretty good, and it'll it'll help. I mean, a day will do a little bit. It won't do enough. Uh, we'll be – there'll be a lot of dudes this week 
you know, with Hawaii coming in, I love the fact that we're playing at home and they got to come to us. But it'll it'll take all week to get some of these bodies healed up. That is a very big physical football team. That is that is a huge win for us to be able to survive that environment, that type of team, that type of uh, just the way they play, as good as their fronts are. That uh, that's huge for us. That and special teams was huge tonight. Really, special teams was huge um, in 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 some big areas too. I think that that might have been. Uh, something big. So we'll get these guys healed up and regroup, reload, and get ready to go next Saturday. And, you know, Coach, 3-1 and one in, in conference. I mean, uh, you really kind of have that inside track now to control your own destiny. Do you talk about that, or you, it's it just always one at a time? It's, it's one at a time. We're, we're You know, that's been the focus since I got here in January. Uh, that's not going to change. We just had that conversation in the locker room. I heard somebody say something about, First place, I said, stop. I just said, stop, stop right there. Stop. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. All we can control is how we work and how we prepare every day. If we do what we're supposed to, all that stuff will mean something at the end. Keep your focus where it needs to be, and that is on improving. We still made a ton of mistakes tonight. Let's work on getting better this week. We don't need to be looking at scoreboards, records, nothing. We just need to be working on getting better. And they responded the right way, uh, and, and I think that's that. To me, that is the best way for us to go about getting ready every week. Coach, uh, you're nothing but entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> We're going to the uh, pharmacy to get some heart medicine right now, though, i got to tell you. Yeah, no doubt. So, appreciate you guys. Thanks. Appreciate it, Coach. Congratulations. Blake Anderson, what a win tonight. As we go to break, by the way, Discount Tires, locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tires, offices and services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, Car maintenance and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Aggies get it done tonight. It is time for your game rewind. As we look back, as we go to break, uh, it's your uh, the story of tonight's game. Brought to you by Zions Bank. Big thanks to Zions Bank for the continued support of the Utah State Aggies. Rewind. It's time to run it back. This is your Aggie game recap. Up for Derek Wright. Caught. Did he get a foot in? You bet he did. Touchdown, Utah State. Derek Wright. A huge score. As the Aggies get on the board. What a catch. Noah shifts to the left of Bonner. Bonner claps his hands. Make the handoff. Looking to throw. Middle of the field. DT, what a catch. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Making it look so easy. Devin Tompkins, the first down reception. All the way to the, all the, way to the Aggie 30-yard line. Five-man front for the Rams. Noah to the outside. Movement along the line. This is a free play. Logan Bonner looks for it all. Has a man. It is up. It is caught. It is a touchdown for Utah State. What a throw. Derek Wright put two on the board, young man. Sterling Utah's going nuts tonight. Hold down. Kick is up. It's long enough. And it is good. How about that? Attaboy, Connor. 17-14. This kick is up. And this kick is good. So Connor Coles, two for two in the final minute and a half, waiting for the snap. Coles, hold down, kick is up, looks good. It is good. Yes, sir, Connor Coles, the man of the night. It's a nine-point lead for the Aggies with 5.03 left to go in the game. They are... A lot of confusion. Are they yeah. going to be able to get the field to go in? Where's the Where's clock the not clock? starting? Why is the clock not starting? Here comes the field goal attempt. Low snap. Kick is up. 
and it is no good. He missed it left. He missed it left. Confusion on the field by Colorado State, and the Aggies are going to win this game. One second what? to go. Kevin, what the hell just happened? Great job with Eric Jensen on the uh, the game recap. Sorry, Mom. What the hell just happened? Happened again. That's amazing. <laughs> Every time we play these guys, something weird and bizarre happens. And you know what? Uh, <laughs> we need the t-shirts made now. Yeah. We, we need the the terrible towels. We need something with with that uh, with that phrase on it because it has become iconic and uh, got to use it again here tonight. And. Utah State walks out five and two and three and one in conference and finding new ways to <laughs> to to win games and make us all want to throw up. Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years, providing office equipment and technology like printers, copiers, software to businesses with customer service and support. Eight locations throughout Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming. More information is available at OfficeSystems.com. All right, Kevin, five and two on the season in a year that Vegas had the over-under on win totals at three. I think it bumped up to about three and a half. Aggies have well exceeded that. If they're able to beat Hawaii next week, the Aggies will be bowl eligible before the month of October comes to an end. That's incredible. That, that Nobody would have ever guessed. I think everybody was thinking if you could get to four, maybe five in the season, show progress, then, you know, you'll kind of take it. But – they're finding ways. They're making plays. They're they're playing for each other, as Coach said, and uh, even Connor Coles said, "You know what? It's the guys that kind of helped pick me back up this week." I had no idea he was 0 for 4 in practice on Tuesday. I know. I had no clue. And he comes out and knocks through four for four in front of 21,423 in a national audience, and and just puts it all behind him and says, "I got to help my team tonight." And they needed every single one of those those points. And uh, yeah, boy, what a, an amazing amazing finish! It's getting Sort of routine now, these finishes for Utah State in 2021. Stokes Trucking doing the right thing since 1979. More information is available at stokestrucking.com. All right, so, Kevin, let's go through some stats on this one. Yeah, so a lot, of, lot to talk about. For Utah State, uh, Logan Bonner was 17 of 31 for 233 yards, two touchdowns, the one interception, which was a tough one in that first quarter, if you recall, with Utah State driving and uh, threw one in the red zone. But uh, took a pounding tonight. Eight sacks given up by Utah State, and you got to believe that that young man's going to need a, night, a good old ice bath here tonight. I thought that El Elyon Noah ran the ball very well, especially in the first half. I thought they ran the ball well. He finished 26 carries for 97 yards, almost got to 100. Uh, Lockheed Makakona came in, six carries for 29 yards. John Gentry, five for 18. And even Savon Scarver had uh, a reverse play in that first half, one for 10 yards. Devin Tompkins, again, goes over 100 yards receiving. Six catches, 104. Uh, Derek Wright, though, how about Derek with the two touchdown catches? He has two catches, both of them for scores. The first one on that uh, uh, that throw to the sideline where he got that left foot down. And then the, the second one on the free play on a fourth and five, was able to, to haul that one in, slow himself down, go up and make the catch. He finished with 63 yards on the two catches and the two touchdowns. Justin McGriff, two catches for six yards. Carson Terrell had one for 20 that set up that final uh, field goal from Cor uh, uh, Connor Coles. Um, 
Uh, Lockie Makakona had one for 10. Brandon Bowling, one for nine. After a couple of drops, his one for nine was a big-time catch that kept the drive alive and kept the clock moving. And John Gentry had one for seven tonight. Utah State finishes with 344 yards of total offense. Uh, really tough sledding against this Colorado State defense. And for the most part, the the total yardage was very even until the final two drives for Colorado State. Colorado State finishes with 472 yards of total offense. And Centeno, Todd Centeno, the quarterback, was 18 of 29 for 282 and a touchdown and an interception. David Bailey is a stud of a running back at six foot 240, 30 carries for 159 yards tonight. He also had two catches for 39 yards. The big stud tight end, uh, Trey McBride, had six carries to lead Colorado State for 44 yards. And uh, on defense for Utah State, Shaq Bond, another double-digit tackle night with 11 tackles. And uh, Justin Rice, also double digits with 10. Marcus Moore, again, keeps playing really hard at that defensive tackle with seven tackles. And uh, Michael Onyanwu had the force fumble. Uh, Johnny Carter comes up with the interception. And uh, I believe it was Pukese Vakauta came up with a fumble recovery. And uh, Utah State, plus one in the turnover battle tonight, which was big. But they made just enough plays to get out of here with a W and go five and two and three and one in conference. Well, a lot of scary things in this game tonight. But the Aggies get the W tonight. You know what's really scary? Seeing how much you could have saved by switching to Geico. They make it easy to bundle your home, car, boat, cycle, or RV insurance and save even more. No fortune tellers needed. Visit Geico.com to see if saving money is in your future. Happy Geicoween! All right, Aggies get it done. Final in this one, 26-24. Final segment next. We'll wrap this thing up, hand out some awards, and um, you know what? Kevin and I will try to uh, make sense of what we saw tonight. It's all right here on the uh, Zone Sport or on uh, the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, final in this one, 26-24. As uh, Utah State gets it done. Uh, by the way, the Aggies. Find a way to just uh, every every. I don't know what to say anymore. It's late. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> Hallelujah! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Segment brought to you by uh, Sports Academy and Racket Club. Your club, your results, your life. You know Utah State. Uh, they had 13 possessions tonight. Scored on six of them. Almost 50 percent of their possessions. Four of those were field goals. And uh, they we talked about. Uh, maximizing their possessions, and they needed to be good on third down. They were only 4 of 18 on third down conversions, but they were 3 of 3 on fourth down conversions. Again, going forward on fourth down and keeping some drives alive and, and uh, you know, trying to maximize those possessions. Uh, Colorado State's tough. They yeah, are that's tough. And this is a team that had been playing really good football. They just dump truck San Jose State. Uh, they beat New Mexico, which is, frankly, no surprise. And uh, and they played really well at Iowa. I remember, they had a they were up fourteen to ten midway through the third quarter. Ended up losing that game, twenty four fourteen. But defensively, this is as good as any team, maybe outside of BYU, that's that the Aggies are going to play this year. I agree. I thought that uh, their game plan would be just like BYU, try to come in and stop the run, and they're very good at that. They only give up ninety eight yards a game on the ground, and and Utah State went for hundred and eleven on the ground tonight. But if it were not for the sacks, where they lost. 43 yards on eight sacks tonight. You know, that, that that rushing game looks a little bit better, but they didn't. And Colorado State, give them credit, 11 tackles. I'm sorry, 13 tackles for loss, eight sacks tonight. But Utah State just continues to fight and find ways to win ball games. And they're only one win away 
from being bowl eligible. Nobody would have guessed that this year. And 3-1 in conference and really in the driver's seat and their side of the division of the Mountain West Conference to run the table. you got to believe that uh, Colorado State still has Nevada. They still have Boise State next week. They still have Air Force. Utah State's already played Boise State Air Force. Got Wyoming coming to, to Logan. Still got to go to New Mexico and got to go to San Jose. Those will be tough outings for Utah State. But uh, And, you know, Hawaii's playing a lot better coming in next week. But as Coach Anderson said, it's you'd much rather have Hawaii – flying and coming here than having to go over there and uh, they need that extra day or two to to get these kids healed up and ready for that one next week so uh, a couple of words here tonight's everlight solar of uh, solar play of the game and you know what especially with the knowledge that he couldn't hit a field goal on tuesday during practice connor coles four for four tonight including what ended up being the game winner um, and uh, you got to give credit to the young man. He's saved, faced a lot of adversity, started the season so well uh, against Washington State, started the season 6-for-6, six six, and then kind of had some struggles. And, of course, last week against UNLV, had a lot of struggles. And then tonight, I don't know if it was getting back home or what it was, but he, he couldn't miss. 4-for-4, four 2-for-2 four, two two on extra points, and, and the Aggies needed every single one of them. They absolutely did. So that's mine. You you pick whoever you want. I'll go with you. All right. Normally don't go with kickers and punters, but, uh, you know, especially, like you said, after what happened last week and even the week before and having three kicks blocked and being able to step up in this environment when they needed him most, Coach told us, told, told you earlier in the week, we're going to need him at some point, and wow, right out of the gate, next very next game, he steps up and makes it happen. So I'm with you on that. Connor Cole's special play to, player tonight. And then the drive of the game, maybe the last drive, including the uh, the third down conversion by Brandon Bowling to end up with the game, you know, the field goal to push it to a nine-point game. And they end up uh, going nine plays, 48 yards, and five minutes, uh, sorry, four minutes and two seconds, and it ends in that Connor Cole's 34-yard uh, field goal. Uh, that was just what they needed to get the two-score lead, which ends up, ends up being really one of the differences in this game. So I'm with you. They had a couple of good ones, but uh, that one was certainly meaningful to make it a two-score game. That's the drive of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. All right, Kevin, we get a day off tomorrow. Sit back, watch a lot of football, and then uh, get ready for a big one against Hawaii coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another day to, to rest your extremities. <laughs> us, I mean, I'm talking about us. And I'm ta- yeah. <laughs> forget about the kids and the, yeah. and the coaches. It's, it's really us. We need, yeah, we we're need, the ones that need the rest. <laughs> we need the rest. Every single week, it seems like it comes down to the very end, and it, maybe just how this season's going to go. The conference is so evenly balanced that uh, every game's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and somebody's got to step up and make a play, and, and Utah State is finding different ways to make that happen here this season. Final 26-24. Kevin, thank you so much, man. That was fun. We're going to talk about this year for a long, long time. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, I hope that we don't go to Fort Collins next year and have another what the whatever just happened. <laughs> yeah. I got I to I'm, I'm phrase. I'm with your mom. I'm with your mom on this. I, I'm going to have to clean keep it, it up just a little bit. Keep, keep it clean. Yeah. All right. Uh, big thanks to uh, Ajay Salveson for running those stadium stairs all throughout the game today. Doing a great job. Eric Jensen back in studio. Um, and then, of course, um, Michael and Wanyu, Connor Coles, Derek Wright, Blake Anderson. Fun, fun, fun stuff, man. It's, really it's fun. that kind of a season where things just kind of seem to go your way. 
This is Aggie football from Learfield final tonight. Utah State gets a W 26-24. Let's do it again next week. What kind of weird, bizarre way can Utah State win a game? Gather around the radio, folks. We'll find out next Saturday. Remember the coaches show coming up on Tuesday. Get out to uh, Old Chicago, by the way. Come hang out with us. Uh, Old Chicago, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. You can ask Coach questions. We can have some fun, eat some great food, um, drink back, a, knock back a beverage or two, uh, and, and let's go. It's all right here You've on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.